hello, this is Rachel Helm. Welcome to Afternoon Bloom. It's a beautiful afternoon here. We have sun streaming into the studio. I love it. Uh, this episode, I'm going to be talking about what is your brew style and kind of going into all the different brew brewing methods. Um, we've just talked about baristas and kind of gone over their role. Um, so I thought the next step that makes sense would be actually making some coffee and talking about the differences between them. Um, I think uh, most of us kind of grew up with just drip coffee. Um, so I'm going to kind of branch branch out and um, uh, talk about all the other brewing methods that I've learned about and um, yeah, I think it should be fun. Now, I just want to start off by saying that um, with any brewing method that I'm going to talk about, you can you can brew a strong coffee and brew it weak. You know what I mean? You can have a weak coffee and brew it strong. That just kind of boils down to how much coffee you're using. If, if you think about coffee, it's um, uh, it's a soluble... Um, it's a soluble thing, so it needs water to kind of create what it becomes. So, um, you know, you can have a ton of coffee poured into your um, into your coffee pot, and you know it'll be really, really strong, um, even if it was just like a weak um, bean. You know what I mean? So, first and foremost, I kind of want to make that clear that you're never going to. Um, you know, it, it all depends on how well you're extracting the coffee and water together. And also on that note, um, in any of these methods that I'm talking about, your water should never be boiling. It should never be at a full boil. Um, you always want to let your, uh, um, your, um, what's, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Your kettle. <laughs> you want your kettle to, uh, just come off of a boil. So if you want to get specific, I know some kettles, you can set the temperature. Um, anywhere between like 95, 97 is really great. At home, we just have an old regular, uh, coffee pot or, oh my gosh, I keep saying that. <laughs> okay. Kettle. Um, and yeah, I usually just give it a minute after it's come to the, to the full boil. Um, because it's not fancy enough to set a temperature and that's okay. Oh, and that's one more thing. Um, in a lot of nicer cafes, you'll see that they have these kettles with, um, gooseneck. They have those really tiny, um, I don't know, the mouths on the kettle, you know what I mean? Where the water comes out. Uh, and I've had this question a lot where people want to know, is it crucial for me to get that kettle or can I just use my, you know, regular kettle? And, Honestly, the only difference with that kettle is that it's, um, because it has such a tiny, um, outlet for the coffee, it just gives you a really precise pour. So there's nothing wrong with your normal kettle if you're, um, if you're not just sloshing the water all over what you're doing. And I mean, and something like a French press, that doesn't really matter. We'll talk about that in a sec, but, um, yeah, so you don't need fancy things to make a good cup of coffee is kind of what I'm getting at here. So basically there's six styles that I want to talk about today. Um, six popular ones. I know there's more. We could dig into the real details of every single brew method, but I just, I don't think that's necessary. So the six that I really want to focus on today, um, the classic drip, your average coffee pot, um, a Kmex, 
a French press, an AeroPress, a mocha pot, and espresso. So um, those are kind of the six general things. Uh, I know a lot of people in my life um, use the coffee maker that starts with a K and that Uric shit is not going to be talked about on my podcast. Uh, if you're using that coffee maker, that's fine. Um, it kind of acts the same way a classic drip does. So if you're wondering just kind of think about it as a a coffee pot um I just am really not a fan it's a very very personal thing there but um yeah keep doing what you're doing it's really fine whatever gives you the caffeine in the morning is okay um so let's start with the drip just because I feel like that's the one we all know and love uh it's um kind of this base for making sense of everything else so um The thing with the drip is you can just add your coffee grinds with a paper filter, walk away, come back, and that pot's going to be glowing that beautiful brown glow of everything we need and love. So um, it's a very simple, um, it's it's super simple. You really don't have to do much of anything except for add water. Um, The one thing that I do want to point your attention to with the classic drip is um, check, check on the lid of your coffee pot does does it have one single hole that spits out water are there a few different holes are they spaced out because um, that can tell you how your your coffee is coming in contact with the water so all the coffee pot is doing is basically just this super quick um it's just spraying it with water um, pushing that coffee through and um holding it in a big fat carafe that has a heated bottom um the kind of downfall with using a drip and I still use a drip on days when I'm just like super angsty and don't want to do anything at all (laughs) uh the uh the drip it it because it has such a fast the water and the coffee have such a quick um time together like they just have this really quick extraction um what that's doing is it's kind of um it's not giving the coffee time to pull out all the flavor notes that were kind of intended to be pulled out um so that's where you know drip it loses a bit of personality in coffee like i think anybody using a drip is kind of doing it for the convenience otherwise everyone would be spending 5 minutes brewing their coffee on a Kmex you know like it's just i get it so That's the only really downfall with a drip is that it just kind of, um, sometimes the body of a coffee, the oils don't really get to, um, to really pull themselves out. So, you know, sometimes it can be watery. Sometimes, you know, it's just this warm cup of coffee. And, um, so yeah, the drip is very simple. Um, nothing wrong with a drip. Um, but when you compare it to something like a K-Mix, the K-Mix is, um, if you don't know what a K-Mix is, it kind of looks like this, um, uh, like a beaker, like a science, I don't even know, it's, it's a, like a siphon almost, um, it's this big glass, like a vase sort of thing with these, with these wood pieces in the middle, and they're famous for how, you know, just aesthetic they are, first of all, um, you can catch them, in, like, if you spot them in Friends, it's so exciting, you see it on the stove all the time, it's like, they've got a K-Mex back there, they were cool in the 90s, uh, so, and like, James Bond has used a K-Mex, like, it's kind of like, you know, the aesthetic of a K-Mex really, uh, shines the most about it um some people would argue including me that uh, kmex is kind of the best brewing method um uh but that's totally about preference and you'll see why so um 
a huge thing with the KMX is that they have these special filters that sit on top. So it's essentially the same as a coffee pot in the sense that um, you're putting coffee in the top and water's coming through and you're getting a bunch of coffee in the bottom. Um, the difference with a KMX and a coffee pot is that um, you kind of have to wet, you wet the filter first without any coffee grounds and that's just um, kind of getting rid of any papery taste you might find in that filter which is something you don't always think about and it's also warming up the, um, the KMEX so when you brew coffee it's not you know cooling faster than you'd like it to. Um, so you add your coffee once the um, water's been drained out and uh, what you do is you slowly um, add a little bit of water in a, you're moving in a slow circle and you just add enough water to get all your grounds wet. And, um, then you just wait 15, 30 seconds. And this is called the bloom. So for the first time, we're finally referencing why my podcast is called afternoon bloom. Uh, and that bloom is all the CO2 being released from the coffee. So, um, you kind of, and it just is all these bubbles. Like if you have fresh coffee, that's going to be bubbling. Like it looks like lava, the coffee. So you want to get that bloom out of the way, get all the CO2 out. Um, so then when you continue your pour, um, it, it's all even for the coffee grounds. So after that 30 seconds, then you're just kind of patiently waiting and adding more water, um, as you go. Um, the trick with the KMEX is that it takes five minutes minimum to brew a KMEX. And um, if you're really getting fancy, you can weigh your KMEX. You can do it on a scale so you can see exactly um, how many uh, grams you're supposed to be extracting. And if you have any questions about that, I can, like, you can message me and I can um, tell you that on a side note. It's just way too confusing to get into um, exact measurements if you want kind of the. Um, the general standard that we run within the coffee world per one liter of water you want 64 grams of coffee so um, you can kind of base that maybe you have a 10 cup KMEX that uses 1.5 liters you'll obviously need to add some more coffee grounds um, but I just don't want to confuse you we're already talking about a lot of things today so um, yeah so you can weigh it um, yeah, I think the beauty of a KMEX, the fact that it has this, um, it almost has like a tiny waist in the middle of the beaker. And um, and because it has that, that it's all um, coming together in a, in a point, the water's having a long time to, to soak through those coffee grounds. And um, it's having a lot of time to penetrate all the grounds. And because of the paper filter, it's a super clean cup. So um, I really love it because if I've put all this work into making a nice roast, I want to make sure that you can pull out all that flavor. And um, I like my coffee black, so it's just kind of nice to have a like a silky, it's not heavy by any means. Um, and the filters made for a KMX are beautiful filters and they're bonded really well. So um, they just do a really good job. Um, they're expensive though, I get it. It's not like everyone's first investment is going to be a KMX, but it's definitely worth the investment. <clears throat> so next I want to talk about a French press, which is way more popular than a KMX, I think, to the average. Um, like, I could recognize what a French press was before I started. Uh, I would have no idea what a KMX even was um, before. I think my older sister actually had a KMX, and I was like, what the fuck is that? 
<laughs> you're making coffee from that so the french press is definitely more um user friendly there's way less steps it's um we actually have a beautiful french press at the studio you guys have a stone french press it's fucking nice um but french presses kind of just look like a giant beaker not in the same way that a kmx does where it has like the beautiful ins and outs the uh, french press is just like a a beaker <laughs> and all you do is you add your grinds to the bottom um you know you do your bloom you add enough water to cover the grinds and then they have this um once you've filled it up after the bloom they have this metal mesh um filter and you just plunge all the grinds to the bottom of the french press and um, the French press is nice for a lot of cream drinkers or people who like um, kind of a bolder, richer taste because um, it, it the, the coffee is sitting right with the water. There's no filter. There's nothing kind of stopping them from meshing together. So all the oils and flavor, everything's being extracted right in that water. So um, certain people only use French presses for the fact that it gives them that mouthfeel that they really want. Um, and yeah, I love I love a good French press every now and again when I'm craving a good dark roast, so um, it's just easy, you know, it's just all you have to do is add the coffee, plunge it down, so, and you usually wait four minutes um, with the coffee sitting in the water, again, depending on the size of your French press, but yeah, uh, the thing to remember with that, before I forget, um, coffee, as long as coffee and water are together, they're continually um, extracting themselves, so if you were to brew a French press and have some of that coffee and then um, like two hours later you want to drink from that French press again and it's like super murky, um, that's because it's just a continual extraction. So um, just something to keep in mind. People like I don't think about it a lot or um, so this is reminding us all. <laughs> Next, uh, we can talk about the AeroPress really quick. I will be the first to say I've used an AeroPress twice in my life, so it's definitely not my, um, my, my method of choice. Uh, I think everyone in the coffee world kind of understands that we all have our, um, our things that we specialize in and things that we don't. Um, the roastery didn't even have an AeroPress before I started, so it's not like anybody around me was really pushing for the AeroPress. Um, basically, it's, it's, in theory, it's kind of similar to a French press, um, you put um, the coffee and the water in this like long skinny plastic tube and they have these like custom tiny circle filters and you're basically filling up your water, um, there's a technique to stir everything and then um, you add another piece of the tube that you just push down and you use your manual force and it, it, it brings out the coffee into your mug. Um, and this is kind of a nice method because you can make espresso at home. Like you can use a really fine grind and um, and it makes a beautiful espresso. I'm just not going to be the first one to tell you all the ins and outs of AeroPress. But it's a huge thing. There's, there's um, you know, international uh, AeroPress competitions. There's actually one going on right now in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I just haven't dove into that world myself yet, but that's okay. Um, next I want to talk about the mocha pot and the mocha pot is another beautiful, um, brewing method. I, I love the look of a mocha pot. <laughs> I gift people a mocha pot all the time. Um, 
and I'll tell you why I don't love the mocha pot after I've explained how it works and maybe you'll see why. So um, basically the mocha pot has two parts and you unscrew it in the middle. It's those beautiful silver um, mocha pot. They they originated in Italy. Um, They've been around for like 80 years. You have to, I hope you know what I'm talking about when I talk about a mocha pot, but um, they're, uh, they're two parts. You unscrew the bottom, you put the coffee in the bottom or in the middle. There's a little like pocket thing you put in between before you screw them up so you put water in the bottom coffee in the middle and then you screw on the top half and there's a little hole in the top half so basically what happens is you put it on your stove and the water boils and it creates all this steam and then the steam um, causes the coffee to rise up and it kind of spits out into the top half so then you can pour it into your cup now the only problem with this um when I mentioned with the temperature of your water is that um it's just tricky to, to master not burning the coffee because if you're using hot water, that's scorching the coffee and um, it just kind of leaves that really harsh um, taste in your mouth. And some people, again, really, really love that and they'll only use a mocha pot, but um, I don't know, drinking something black, I don't always like something that's so harsh. So um, that's the only downfall with the mocha pot is just it's really hard to stop the water from boiling once you've started it on a stove but it's definitely beautiful I'll gift it to people all the time just because I think they need it in their house but (laughs) it's just one of those things um and I think with espresso the last one I was going to talk about I think we need to set a whole episode about espresso because it's just such a complex um brewing style um I hope Uh, This episode just flew by for me. I hope that this wasn't uh, too much. If you have any questions, DM me. I can definitely dive into this some more if you want. Um, But I just thought I'd give you like a a bigger picture about what's the difference between all of these different methods. Um, Yeah, that sort of wraps up um, everything I'd I'd kind of imagined for episode five. I can't believe we made it five deep so far. Uh, if you have anything that you'd really like me to talk about, um, please, please message me about it and let me know. Um, you know, I can get kind of caught up in things that I've already known or things that I think would be really exciting, which really aren't. So, um, yeah, I think I just want to hear feedback from you. I'm so happy that um, you've kept listening and I hope that we're all learning. Um, Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was edited and produced by my friend Jacob Anstey. Uh, He also did the original intro and outro music. You can find him on Instagram at gene underscore daddy. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at homerach. And you can find Afternoon Bloom on Instagram at Afternoon Bloom. So, sweet. Uh, That's that's it. Have a good afternoon. (laughs) 